What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. What's going on out there in Radio Land? All right now, all right now. We are on day 23. With Shut Your Mouth, Taming Your Tongue Challenge. That's right, we're going to wrap this thing up, you guys. I'm going to do my best while I'm doing I'm on the grind, I'm on the grind. We got to get We got to get these tongues right. I want to give a shout out to those that um, are chiming in. Thank God for those that have applauded my station. Uh, later on today, I'm going to have Friday shout-outs. I'm going to try to catch everybody that's that then favorite my station, that they sent me messages, and I much love to you. Um, those individuals that I'm always shouting out to on the feed, because that's the ones that's chiming in. So, you know, you make it, your presence known, you can't help but, you know, know who it is, right? Right? Come on, y'all. Just tell the truth. She ain't the devil. You know, so I'm going to try not to um, forget anybody. I'm also supposed to be working with this young lady that uh, I forgot. I don't know if it's Trina or... It's another young lady. Please forgive me. I will be sending you those messages. I don't know if I'm holding you up with your program, but please forgive Dr. D. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on, and I need to. Uh, I'm gonna get better. Okay, yeah, I will get better. <laughs> but we are on the day 23, the complaining tongue. Oh my gosh. I cried aloud with my voice to the Lord. I made supplications with my voice to the Lord. I pulled out my complaint before him. I declared my trouble before him. You can find that out of Psalms 142, um, verse 1 and 2. Okay, so now she's talking about um, the Zelephidad daughters. Uh, If you go read about that story, um, they had a father that had daughters and had no sons and so back back in the jury's days back in the old days um the old testament that the the first born had the birthright right unless god came in and say something different so it was always the boys was born the boys always was born first why because to me i feel that they was the male and the male had to be the provider had to be the protector and the priest of that home so that male had to be groomed right and then the daughters came well this particular father had five daughters not one not two not three not four but five girls whoa you hear me and they had a problem their father died now, this was during the time of the wilderness when they came out of Egypt. You got to go and read the story. I don't have time to go through that whole scenario. But when they came out of Egypt, they was wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. That was an 11-day trip, y'all. That took them 40 years. Why? Because they was complaining and mumbling about this and about that and what they had at Egypt. And they didn't have it out here in the wilderness. I'm like, that just sounds like us, huh? Man, God will bring us out of one situation and put you in another situation. But we still looking back. Hello, somebody. We looking. We still looking at the past and not appreciating what you what you have right now in the present to where God is bringing you in your future. Man, come on. We we got to stop that. So in this situation here, the five daughters of Zelophehad. I, I can't really pronounce it. Let me see. Zelophehad had a, had a problem. He had five daughters. The father had died in the wilderness before the Israelites had came to the promised land. Zephalad did not have any sons to inherit his portion 
of the land, and the Lord did not provide women to receive the son portions instead. You know, God promised every person that came out of Egypt, okay, now when y'all come out, and when we get to the promised land, everybody's going to have a piece of land. So every every tribe, every nation within that crew, God had blessed them with their own land. So that even tells us right now, that's a word for us right now, that we just, we supposed to have some land, y'all. Don't that sound familiar? <clears throat> they let they let the slaves free, and they were supposed to give us some land. They were supposed to give us 40 acres and a mule. But what happened? They killed Abraham Lincoln before he could sign a decree. Ain't that something? Because he was freeing the slaves. Wow. You think about that. So all these years, we've been cheated out of our land. Now everybody else coming in and getting land. And I'm not trying to start this as no race thing. I'm just talking about facts. This is in the Bible. That's why I'm talking about it. There was promised land. And, and because he didn't have no sons, the daughter was like, oh my gosh, dad didn't die. What's going to happen when we get to the promised land? We're not going to have nowhere to stay. Hello. It, it became an issue. So consequently, his daughters, not having a father, not having a brother, they didn't have no husbands, they didn't have no sons, and no other man in their immediate family was left left with, with, with that position. Rather than complaining to others, they called a, a congressional hearing. You can find that out of Numbers 27 and presented their petition for their inheritance to Moses and the leaders. See, Moses, God appointed Moses as the leader at that time to set the people free out of Egypt, right? Now, during their trip, Moses was getting weary. You have to read the Bible. You got to read the story. So God appointed Moses, told him to pick out 70 elders with the same heart, same spirit, Joshua was a part of them. There was leaders around him. Okay, so that's another sign for us. We do need people around us. All right, that's why I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sending out this clarion call for a team. If we can network, if I can network with a crew of people that's doing certain things with special gifts, you know, that's a mighty team. That's right. When Moses took their case to God, he agreed with the woman and granted, granted their request. Now, if you read the story, what happened was they went to Moses and plead their case. <clears throat> Our dad has died. We have no sons. We have no husbands. Nobody here probably want to marry us <clears throat> because it's a whole mechanism that dynamics that they have to go through back then. And I feel those morals and those statues, if they would have sustained it in you know, some, some cases, I believe we'll have a better world. I believe that marriages will last longer. I believe that um, it's just certain things that I believe, you guys. You know, um, God made it where when you met your friend, a lot of us met our first love when we was friends. If you really sit down and think about it, that young girl or that young man that you grew up with, that was supposed to be your husband for life. That's how God, that was because you jailed, you knew each other, you grew up with each other. And nine out of ten from what I've seen from me growing up, I've seen some, it happened like that, and then some it didn't. And then if you sit down and talk about it, they'll say, you know what, because this situation happened, that's why we our marriage didn't last. I can even say for my own marriage. My husband right now, my ex-husband, because I got married twice. My first husband, I was married for like nine years and a half. 
within the nine years and a half, you guys, um, we was together maybe like three. You know, that's sad. That's how it was back and forth. But with that said, from what my daughter's telling me, you know, he asks, he asks about me off and on, you know, and I'm sure, you know, he, I know he's saying, wow, I really messed up, you know. God sent me a decent woman, a good woman, and I just messed up. So, they brought their case before the elders, and they prayed about him. You read through the story, they had their meeting or whatever, and God, Elohim, told Moses, grant them their land. Isn't that something? So, they didn't go about complaining and whining, oh, what are we going to do? They got together as as leaders them girls got together and created their own board meeting and said look we're gonna bring this case to moses because this not right it ain't our fault our dad didn't have no boys and guess what we took care of our dad we took care of our little area of the land in this desert we we picked you know we we did the farming you know they did all the work that a son would have done to maintain their household. But now their daddy. Their daddy died. Now what? So I'm just saying all that. When your situation pops up. Against the norm. You still have a right to make your petition. Known to father. And let him know. What is this? I'm always making my petition to God. I'm like God what's going on? That's why y'all hear me a lot outside. Because I'm always walking. I'm always talking to God. Lord I need to answer. This ain't right. What's going on here? All right, um, they had a, le- a legitimate complaint, but what she's identifying, she was saying that the legitimate complaint can only be resolved if you direct it to the person that can change the situation. Only a few people who are dissatisfied, annoyed, or upset by experience actually take the necessary steps to the official person that can resolve the problem. They prefer to waste time talking to others, calling their friends, calling their girlfriends, they and, and, and complaining about the situation, which which will not be successful. Not only could their input to the right person improve things for them, but the others as well. For example, several occasions I find myself in a store where the line was so long that it was impossible for me to even stay in the line. Rather than joining all the other customers complaining about when they're going to open up another line. This is ridiculous. I seek out the manager and I ask him, if possible, can you open up another register? And most of the time, it works. The psalmist is open up the scripture of this chapter. Did not bore us or frustrate us or waste any time about the complaints. He declared that I pulled out my complaint before him and one who could bring the change. Notwithstanding, even God... Even God tires of constant complaints. If you read how they was in the wilderness, they was murmuring and complaining. Talking about they wasn't feeding. Um, God fed them manna from on heaven. Then they was complaining about the, the, the manna. They was complaining about the water. They was complaining about the desert. They was complaining about how they were sleeping. They found everything to complain about. And at one time they said, you know what? We thank God for taking us out of slavery. Now you're free. You're free. You're free. You ain't, you ain't got the Pharaoh, the Egyptians beating you with a with a whip. You know, they're not taking your wives and raping them. And they're not killing your sons. 
you out free. You, you're free. But they found something to complain about. And that's why they wandered in the wilderness. Because the word tells us that God wanted them to die off into the next generation. And that next generation was a Joshua generation who entered into the promised land. Whoa. A lot of times we complain within ourselves. We're not bringing a complaint to God. But we want to complain, you know, and gripe. You know, I call it griping, nagging, you know. Teletaling, I guess you could say teletaling, but no, that's not really a complaint. It's just about situations that's in your life. Oh, I don't have a car. Then you have a car. Oh, I don't have enough money to put gas. Then when you have money to put gas, oh man, the tires. Oh, I don't like this car. I want to get another car. You're never satisfied. I feel like a person that's always complaining, they are never satisfied and they're not grateful for where they are. Be careful out there, you guys. Be grateful. You always hear me say that. Be content. Whatever state you find yourself in, be content. That too shall pass. You're not going to be in that situation for long. My situation that I'm in now, I'm not going to be in this situation right now for long. But while I'm in this situation, I am still plowing my field. I'm still rejoicing. I'm still thanking God for every day. I'm still fulfilling whatever he's telling me to fulfill. I'm still blessing others. I'm still sowing seeds of righteousness in other people's lives. And I'm having fun myself. And I'm getting to know myself better. Don't be a complaining spirit. Complaining is contagious. If you notice, if you be around a certain person long enough, you're going to start talking like them. You're going to start acting like them. You might even start walking like them. And then eventually your fate going to fade away and you're going to start seeing like them. That spirit of doubt going to come over you so much, you're going to be like scratching your head and like, Lord, how did I get up here? It's the worst. This is all This is all entwined with taming your tongue. Because if you're complaining, you are sowing negative neutrons and electrons in the atmosphere and creating this negative vibe that's going to boom shakalaka. It's going to come right back at you. Remember. You think it, you talk it, you're agreeing with it, that seed being planted, it's going to grow. And guess what? You're going to reap what you sow. So if you're sowing that negativism, if you're sowing complaining, if you're sowing ungratefulness, if you're sowing hatefulness, come on now, it's going to come back at you. A lot of stuff that's happening right now in the world, because the world, the people in it, the people in politics... The people in the political arena, the senators, the, the representatives, a lot of things that, that are supposed to be uh, governing us as citizens of this world, those that in the political realm have sown so much negativism, sown so much hate and greed and complaining that it's spearing over into the citizens now. Well, Dr. D, how you can say that? Well, just look at it every day. Every day is always something. It's always something going on every day. Sometimes, you know, we used to experience stuff. Like even with the hurricane season, right? With the weather, with shootings. You know, it'll die down. But dang, y'all, like every other week somebody getting shot. Every other week they got a mass shooting. Every other week something happening in the political realm. Every other week. I mean, it's like, well, now it's like almost every day something going down. So you see how the stuff is speeding up? reciprocity y'all karma you want to call it that but the 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 universe have already been set you guys god already set the plan you sow it you reap it 
You live by the sword, you die by the sword. You live by complaining, you're going to die by complaining. If you speak sickness over yourself, you're going to be sick and you're probably going to die from your sickness. If you're always talking strife and starting mess in other people's lives, guess what? Your life going to be messy. You're going to have chaos in your life and nothing going to go right for you. Every time something's going around, something is happening. Come on, think about what you're sowing in the atmosphere. Are you complaining or are you rejoicing? Are you complaining or are you being content? Are you complaining or are you being grateful? Come on. Because complaining is contagious, this is a hard mouth to cure. James even tells us that, that this tongue, this is the only thing that cannot be tamed is our tongue. You can tame a horse, you can tame a dog, you can tame a monkey. But we cannot tame this tongue. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But if you ask God to help you through this 30-day challenge and go back and start listening to all the types of tongues that needs to be disciplined in our life, I can guarantee you in the next six months, if you practice everything that we have talked about, you're going to see a life change in yourself. You're going to see opportunities opening up. Why? Because you're watching what you speak. You're being slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. You see what I'm saying? If you are a complainer, you must start to resist the constant ain't it awful party. Trust me, others will be glad you did and will stop dreading conversations with you. This is not to say that you are... You shouldn't seek an occasion sympathetic ear or wise counsel from a valued source. However, if you are going to complain, I advise you to find someone that you can have confidence in and speak clearly to and continue to rehearse, continue not to rehearse the problem, but, wait, how she got it? Continue not to rehearse the problem each time you have an opportunity to speak. Beware, because the listener shall soon and very soon be weary of your comment. Whenever you feel a complaint coming on, replace it with a statement of gratitude or declaration or find a scripture that will personalize your way of walking and ask God to help you with your tongue. Today's affirmation is because God works all things together for my good according to his purpose and for my life, I will not complain. You understand that? Even in the bad situation, that bad, find a good in it. You can find a good in that bad. That bad act, you can find good in it. I know it might seem weird, but guess what? Now, that's not saying for you to do bad. And then you try to find good because, oh, I heard that before, too. Well, you know what? It just is what it is, you know. God can always use the bad. Well, okay, keep playing with that. Keep playing with that scenario. It's going to slap you right in your face. See, I'm not going to test God. And do we have a scripture? Jesus, Jesus told that to Satan when he came to tempt him. He said, thou shalt not test God. Come on, y'all. Sometimes we we call ourselves in situations and we call ourselves want to test God. No, 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 no. God, God have you in a test. You taking a test. He won't see how you gonna pass the test. You can't test God. God is a spirit. He's omnipotent. 
He's a supernatural being that, guess what, nobody can touch. He created the heavens and the earth in the heavens. The Lord, the earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof, and all them that dwell therein, even Satan himself, God on him, and he have a chain on Satan. Don't think that he just doing stuff, doing stuff, y'all. Yeah, he got permission, but guess what? To the child of God, to the daughter of the Most High God, to the man of God, the son of God, if you acknowledging God in your life, guess what? The Satan only can do so much to you, because God got his chain jerked, bruh. Trust me, I know what I'm saying. Ooh, sound like Dr. D getting crunk. Yeah, Dr. D getting crunk when it comes down to God and the play around with Satan. I ain't got time for that fool. He tried to take my life several times. Guess what? I'm still standing. No matter what he tried to do, I'm still standing. No matter how he tried to hurt me, I'm still standing. No matter what he tried to say about me, I'm still standing. And while I'm standing, God is equipping me. He's cultivating me. He's making me a better person, a stronger woman, a strong black woman, a stronger woman to be able to reach out and teach my young women how to be women, my older women to teach the younger women. Guess what? I say, God, go ahead and use me. I'm starting to understand what that term means. I don't get hurt no more. Yeah, I used to be hurt, but I say this year, 2018, Dr. D is going to see something different in her life and how she operates in different venues. And I'm seeing it, y'all, and I want to pass that on to you guys. Don't go around here with no complaining tongue. Be grateful. If something don't turn out the way it's supposed to turn out, say, Lord, okay, this could have been better or it could have been worse. Lord, I thank you. What you want me to learn from this? During my tax season, man, like I was sharing with y'all, my tax season was, this was the worst tax season that I ever experienced spiritual warfare in front of my face. I mean, the attacks and the mistakes that, was being pinpoint. I mean, I've made some mistakes this year that I'm like, no, not me. Just, just little fine details, y'all. No, nothing major, but just trying to help. Uh, uh, like, okay, I'm gonna just use an example. Like, not documenting everything. Oh, I'm forgetting to scan a copy. But really, to be honest with you, the scanner didn't pick up some of the the copies. But I'm not gonna make no excuse because I'm a leader. I'm the manager. I have to make sure that things are right. So it just it kind of taught me some stuff. You know, and guess what? I'm going to be sharp next year, y'all. Oh, they're going to see a whole nother side of Dr. D. I don't care if you outside on the street crying and whining, talking about you need help, you need this refund advance. Guess what? If you don't have your ID, you don't have your paperwork, I'm sorry. I can't help you because I tried to help people, y'all, this year. They didn't have this, they didn't have that. And then they turned around and lied on me, talking about they ain't tell me this. And, um, yeah, because they thought they was going to get more money and the laws changed. You see, in the laws change, that means your deduction change. And you what you think you're going to get, ain't going to get. So y'all watch that. I'm, I'm plugging this in right now to y'all too. Y'all on them jobs, you better go change that W-4 and put zero. If, you, if you're single with no children, please put zero on that W-4 so you can take out them taxes. Budget your money, y'all. Let them take them taxes out so you can be covered. If not, start a small business. I have 12 days of Christmas for an entrepreneur. Go back on this feed and listen to those messages, y'all, and start your business. It's not going to take you nothing. You can start off with your Social Security number until the next year. I'm going to show you on this feed how you can start no matter what. Yo, oh, I can't. I got to do a whole nother session on that, y'all. Y'all don't know the, the, the urgency it is for you guys out here, especially in the United States. I don't care what state you're in. Start something. 
Keep your receipts for everything that you do for your business. Everything that you have to do. Your buy supplies or your mechanic, tools, earl, no matter what it is. If you cook, get your, keep your receipts for your food. You got to buy the pans. Keep your receipts for everything. I can help you. I'm here. Chime in. Let me know. I can help you. I'm telling y'all, there's some serious stuff about to happen, y'all. Take it. This Dr. Deep, I'm also a prophetic uh, intercessor, y'all. I'm a prophetess. And God be showing me stuff. All right? So this is serious. And I don't know who is this for. Because I feel it strong in my spirit to share this with y'all. So instead of us complaining, let's take these little talents and gifts God gave us and let's make it work. Don't go quit your job. I ain't say that. But start pulling some money on the side. Pay yourself. You're supposed to be paying God anyway. Give him his tithes. All right? His tithes and his offerings. Sow your money good ground. You go to a church, sow your money. Then you take another 10%. Take $10, $15 and put it on the side. Put, get you a can or something. Say, okay, this is for my small business. Whatever you want to do, start putting that money on the side. I'm going to show you how you're going to get some help, y'all. All right? Well, let me chime out. That was our affirmation. That's where my heart is. I'm strong on that. Stop being a complainer, but turn that complaining into a gratefulness. If you're around people that complain, pray for them. Show them the change in you, all right? And then they'll begin to change. That's hey, that's how the universe works. Peace. This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. I love you guys. God bless you.